Welcome to Cancelled. We are back at the illustrious, exceedingly professional permanent record studios here in Austin, Texas. If you record a podcast and you need a place, I highly recommend this place. They're awesome. Everything sounds great. Super professional. Great equipment. Really nice, comfortable atmosphere. Free beer in the fridge. What more do you want? I did a horrible thing to two of my friends. And I made them watch White Dwarf from 1995. Uh, Pat... Pat Dean and Karina Magyar here. I I apologize. Yeah. Mm, That's accepted. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Uh, About halfway through watching this movie, I was like, how good of a friend am I with Chris anyway? (laughs) Can I just not go to this? Can I just stop this movie? Uh, How's everything? What's going on with you guys? Uh, Nothing. Just hanging out. Had a pretty uneventful day. Uh, Watched this movie. Rethought a lot about... My choices in life beyond that. <laughs> Typical Wednesday. What did I do to end up having to watch White Dwarf? <laughs> what did I do with my life? I, uh, word. Uh, mm-hmm. I just got back from Houston, did a show out there with Amy Miller that was super fun. Hell yeah. Uh, went to the Museum of Fine Arts. Oh, they're, oh. yeah, that's a good that's one. It's a really good museum. Yeah. I'm not normally much of a museum dude. Really? The older I get, the more I love museums. I become, I'm getting into that place, and I think the one, what was, this place is like super well, like kind of laid out. Yeah. Whereas I feel like if I'm a lot of places you go, I'm like you go room the room the room, and it's all like oh this is all Italy or whatever. And after a while, it's like all right, I can't. Okay, I get it. I get yeah. it. Baby, old yeah. babies looked real weird. I don't know why <laughs> painted babies are so creepy. But then like this place is great because it's just laid out where like you never get bored. Every time you come around a new corner, mm-hmm. there's like some different weird. It was really cool. I really liked it. Uh, Karina, what have you been up to? They got they got good museums there. I have been behind on everything I'm doing this week, and I'm mm. doing too much. So I've been not sleeping, and instead staying up till I watched this at three in the morning. Oh, that sounds like a living nightmare. Yeah, I don't, I don't want this affecting my sleep. Yeah, I'm, I want. I think I watched it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to verify some details with you guys. To make oh sure. well, uh, let's okay. Yeah. Well, let's say this. Okay, we are three relatively intelligent people, right? Yeah. Lowercase R on relative. <laughs> yeah. yeah. What happened? <laughs> I don't know. I am I don't know. I am confused by what this show thinks it is, yeah. what it actually is. I'm so glad to hear you say that cuz I was watching it. I was like, what the fuck is happening? And I'm going to go to this podcast and be like, so there was a weird fish man, right? <laughs> I'm not making was. that up. No, like, there was. No, there was a weird walrus yeah. guy yeah. for sure. Absolutely. There was there was a carp and uh, I, I just basically halfway through realized it was Dr. Quinn medicine asshole. <laughs> that it has the same plot structure as a Dr. Quinn medicine Ooh. woman episode. But oh. there's an asshole in the lead. There's right. an asshole in the lead yeah. role. And then also weird magic. Yeah. Then not, like, is it magic? Well, I don't. Well, or okay, is it just so things who... they wanted to write? <laughs> well, let's go. Let's lay a little bit of groundwork yes. best we can for what this show is I would also like to say executive produced by Francis Ford Coppola. Yes, I saw that in the credits and I was like, "Oh, this might be good." But then there's also like the opening is like a two minute long exposition voiceover, and I was like, "Oh no, this is not going to be good." I now. don't understand. What did Coppola get into cocaine ten years after everyone else? <laughs> How is he still doing this in '95? You know, the year is three thousand forty nine. Oh yeah, they jumped way ahead. Yeah, yeah, they jumped way ahead, ahead. But they're also riding like horseback. Yes. Like they're riding carriages and they have candles. Yes. Very strange. Yeah, you think we would have gotten rid of candles in a thousand years? Yeah. Like, here's my point. I get, so the premise is uh, Doctor. Oh, what is his dumb name? Driscoll, Driscoll. Rampart. Yeah. Doctor Quinn, medicine asshole. Right. Yep. Yep. Has uh, he has just graduated me- uh, medical school on Earth? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and what you, you have to do a residency, and he drew, he says I drew the short straw, and he gets sent out to Resta, this planet on the outskirts of the universe yeah, or whatever. It's galactical colonial Williamsburg. <laughs> okay, well here's my question, right? Yeah, here's my question: If you have rocket ships yes. that can take you to a planet, mm-hmm. can't you bring lights with you? Why is it still just it's, candles yeah. on that planet? It's the local custom. Uh, but then there's also weird robot balls in the sky. There, did he say they, say they say supposed to control the weather? Well, what does that mean? They seem to be controlling the weather fine. Yeah, it, it seems like it's it's a movie that really had too many things it wanted to do. Oh boy, did it! Well, you know it was a mean? pilot. It's a pilot. Yeah. It also, it was it's trying the, to set up. A it's series. also the craziest idea of a pilot because what yeah. what do you possibly do after this? Your bad guys are dead. Like. Right, yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Like, we're not well, dead I think they're just basically, they're throwing kitchen sinks worth of ideas. At, so, like, the weather regulators are sort of breaking, and I can see a future episode where that goes a little bit more haywire and right. causes havoc or something, and they maybe they were setting that up. But otherwise, it had no effect other than one day it was windy, and one of the characters unnecessarily bitched about the weather regulators not working. <laughs> yeah. That was the entire plot of that. Uh, Dr. Quinn Medicine Asshole is indeed an asshole from Jump. Oh, it's yeah. an interesting choice to have your main character just be a complete dickhead. So belittling for he's, everything. He's and he's in, played by the, the the dickhead who plays dickheads now in, in he's every a, he's comic a dickhead book in a lot movie. Of things. Yeah. Um, he's in uh, Band of Brothers. He's like the guy with the like, start, like strikingly blonde hair in Band of Brothers. I can't help you. He's also movie. in Marvel as a dickhead character and DC Universe as a dickhead character. So is he? Oh, yeah? Yeah, he's I, in like the TV version of the DC universe, like Green Arrow and oh, stuff. Oh, okay, that makes sense. And in Marvel, he's like some minor. He was like a weapons guy in weapons one of them, guy. right? And like maybe yeah. one of the Iron Men or something. Oh, exactly. Wow. Yeah. 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 So, but you, when you see his face, you're like, oh, it's it's that dickhead face. Yeah. And he's from, but he John... talks like Johnny, like Charlie Sheen. Like he <laughs> sounds like Charlie Sheen, which is weird. He says at first, he's riding in this, so he has, he has a long ass flight on this rocket, but then he has like a two day trip uh, by horse carriage to get to his fucking hospital or whatever and he's like i showed up drunk on those little bottles they give you on rockets shut up it's 3049 you don't have to give us parallels to now it can like you know that that alcohol they give out on rockets yeah yeah yeah. it was really stupid i call it rocket fuel (laughs) you know i'm shocked they didn't say that in this pilot um but then, just a prime example of him being a dickhead, as there we meet a, a, a family of settlers, a mother, a father, and two daughters, one of which has a weird disease of some kind that makes her look rubber-faced. I don't know. She's, she's aging more quickly. Oh, so that, like, okay. She That's got, like, I couldn't really like tell what it was. Because yeah. like, like the, the, the quality on YouTube isn't like, super great. great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I kind of was like, what's her deal because they look exactly the same (laughs) they just gave her the same face makeup that they were using for the beauty and the beast tv adaptation at the time (laughs) put him on him yeah um so they they end up passing each other in this care like they're both riding carriages and for some reason the carriage that our hero is in uh Run, like runs the other one off the road, like won't move to like share the road or whatever. Right, they're like dickhead on board, can't slow down. Yeah, but he won't. He hasn't. He doesn't have a say over that, right? He's just no. in the back. So I don't know why the guy ride, driving the carriage is also an asshole. But then he in the back just leans out the window and yells like, uh, "What's he?" It's like the, he's like let loose the gods of war or whatever. Yeah, he's, and I'm like, yeah. why are you yelling at these? 
What? It's just so confusing. You know you're here to heal people, right? And yeah. you're screaming no, at people. He is very He's specifically here to get, to get cool stories yeah. for when he opens his uh, practice back in New York on Park his Avenue. Memoirs. His private practice, right. which makes this a prequel to private practice. <laughs> <laughs> um, there is also, oh, there's so many weird things. So there's yeah. a wall. Right. The, Donald, main, the planet. The planet is divided in half. Yes. One side is light, one side is dark, and it's literally that. On yeah. the light side, there's never a night. It's always sunlight. The dark side is just dark and lightning and shit. Right. Uh, it's like, Very subtle. <laughs> it's it very is, well, subtle. I mean, it is. It, I mean, you'd think that would be like one side sun-baked and dead, and the other side is cold as hell, but right. it's really more like one side has fine. a pleasant, cloudy day going, and the other side has like a laser tag atmosphere yeah. to it. <laughs> 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 They're doing a lot of... <laughs> A lot of bow and arrows, but are they like like future bow and arrows? I don't they think make, so. Well, here's the thing. They are clearly just bows and arrows, but yeah. they make laser noises. Yeah. <laughs> and when the guy, like, there's a guy who's like, oh, the, when, uh, when our hero first arrives, he doesn't know about any of this shit. And there's a guy who tells him, like, there's a civil war going on. He's like, but you'll get a lot of trauma practice. He goes, like, those arrows do a lot of damage. And then he, like, mimes making an arrow, but he goes, pew, pew. And I'm like, that's laser noise. Mm. And then the, then the arrows make fucking laser noise. Yeah. They, they do say that. pew pew. I think everybody who shot an arrow just did exactly what pew, he pew. did. Just said pew pew. That's a tradition on the dark side. Yeah. <laughs> I do love that there's, there's one that's completely dark, one that's completely light. And their explanation is it's some sort of like the way that they, they face their sun or whatever. But I do love that there's no gradual like – Lightning that happens before where it goes from dark it light. Fades. It's just one hundred percent dark, one hundred percent light. Stark line, and the yeah. dark side has like puffs of steam coming off. Yeah, yeah, yeah no yeah. electricity because yeah. why would they have electricity when they have rocket ships? But there yeah. is there's a weird like steampunk s quality to the dark side. It's like. Steam Victorian? Punk? Yeah. Because, like, for some reason, the guy driving the carriage has, like, a weird gas masky thing well, on his face. And the light side is, is, is run by an effeminate by. mayor, and the dark side is run by Richard the Lionheart. Yeah, just a straight yeah. up, straight straight up medieval times shit yeah, yeah, going yeah. on over there. Oh, and then the princess, who was the girl from the Michael Jackson commercial. I don't know what that means. The what? The, the, the one where he commercial? lit his hair on fire. Oh, the Pepsi, the Pepsi one? Yeah, She's... that's her claim to fame. Oh, Oh, wow. She was, had the line in that and it I never aired. Didn't know that. Really? That's also, really? also then not a claim to fame if it never actually aired. Well, <laughs> um, she was also in a yellow bikini in a Levi's commercial. Look, I recognize the girl. Okay, that's <laughs> all I'm you. saying. <laughs> <laughs> no one's mad at you, Karina. It's totally fine. <laughs> We're all I, friends. There's also like good casting in this. CCH Pounder is in this. Yeah, black nurse. She yeah. Paul it. Winfield is awesome as, yes. the, as a, a Kata or whatever the doctor's yeah. name is. Um, I don't mind whoever's doing the voice of that weird walrus guy. I kind of liked him. I kind of yeah. liked There's him a little bit. There's a weird walrus guy. So somewhere near the wall, there is also a prison called The Keep. Hmm. And it's a deep, dark prison run by a, a walrus man. And I say walrus man because I don't know how else to describe it. It's kind of fish face. I thought it was a he's fish got man, about, yeah. He's got a bit of like a catfishy catfish kind thing. of thing going it's on Jake the side. Forrest. But he... <laughs> I'm your oh, prison God. warden. Yeah. Uh, I'm, but I'm really about prison reform. Um, <laughs> that is his character. That is him. Uh, <laughs> he, uh, we love you, Jake. He's, um, he is uh, madly in love with a woman prisoner. Yeah. 
who nope, do, nope. Who, I was going to say, you know, she was a kind of pants commercial she was in. Um, <laughs> she's He's madly in love with a woman prisoner who can live forever. Mrs. Mm-hmm. X, I believe, was her name. Okay. Yes. They all have weird names. There's yeah. a kid named Never who can shapeshift. <laughs> we haven't got to that yet. Oh, yeah. We haven't gotten to the, no, yeah, the princess shapeshifting dickhead. Why is everyone in this show a dickhead? <laughs> Everyone's just kind so of a jerk. Okay, and the, so and a the kid... princess was wearing, I, I, this detail matters to me for some okay. reason. She's wearing that weird super tall gnome hat with the tiny veil on top yeah, yeah, that yeah, I've yeah, only yeah. ever seen in- on like a cartoon frog yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I've never seen that on a person ever um, let's, I do want to we'll get back I want to talk to Never about Never for a second right. uh, at the hospital uh, where so so the dark side has the king and queen the people like the real government and then there's also this weird cultist camp who are apparently just sending raiders into the, to the light side to just murder people yeah uh, and they murder the parents of the settlers of the two twin girls uh, early on and then those girls end up going to live at the hospital where he is working. Also, another boy working at that hospital is a kid whose name is also who, whose name has two names. One of them is Never, and one of them is Doug. It has, that is you can't be Never and Doug. That's just you gotta pick Never's his gamer handle. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's Never X six nine nine. So he, but Never can shapeshift, yeah. and he uses it specifically. To be an asshole. He's yes. such an emotionally manipulative piece of shit. This kid. He, uh, our, our, he, I keep doing air quotes, you can see them. Our hero uh, <laughs> sees a woman talking to him, which we find out to be his wife. Um, and the mother, of and the mother child. of his child, yeah. who he may be killed. Yeah, it's yeah. He, he definitely seem has to be some... a good doctor sure. I, I i assume that we would have found this out if this if this pilot actually was successful and had a series i assume what that was was like he blames himself, himself for, for the death, death something or something like that. Sure. but yeah i don't know but, but so the, he sees this this woman and he's completely broken by seeing her clearly something's up and then the woman she's like now uh akata the doctor paul winfield shows up he's like you shift back right now and he turns back into a little kid he's like hey i was just kidding <laughs> that's not just kidding that's like horrible. horrific torment uh and it's so phrased weird uh really? paul winfield says like he can i'm trying to find it he's not like most uh most shifters he says uh he can go into your psyche and pull out a rabbit yeah he does that say effect. that and yeah. it's like that's still not okay I well love, and yeah. he, when he shapeshifts he doesn't like he he just sort of appears and then he right. stops appearing so it's not like a morphing you don't see but the what's morph, funny yeah. is when he comes back from being a woman like for some reason the, the straps of his overalls are down and he has to put them back yeah. up so basically his powers are activated by disrobing a yeah, little yeah, bit yeah, I, yeah. yeah well I, I love that not all like no one is seen everyone's just like oh yeah that, that's just what never does nobody's one way about no it. one's that upset about it like the implications, not only can this kid shapeshift at will, he can go inside your Mine. head. Pick out the worst memory you have and, <laughs> and use it to turn torment into you. it. Yeah, yeah. And everyone's just like, it's just what he does. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Right. He's working on, they say like he's working on controlling his shifting as if we're supposed to believe this is not a choice he's making. Boys will be boys but when I, they shapeshift. But I will okay. also <laughs> see, yeah, yeah, it's just rough the horse play. Um, yeah, but then give him two young twins to play with. Speaking of which, <laughs> and here's... Here's the argument I have against this idea that somehow the ship thing assholeness is not his fault. He is one of the twins, the one with the fucked up face, uh, the aging one or whatever, runs into him playing tetherball by himself, which is just a very Everyone's sad, playing tetherball by themselves in this movie. Very, it's like a recurring thing. It's very sad. It's a 3058 thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like, 
he says, oh, uh, he basically goes like, oh, you're He's like, who's that other girl you're with? Is that your uh, your daughter? And she's like, no, it's my sister. We're twins, actually. And he's like, oh, that can't be. You're old as shit or whatever. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this place also has the mentally ill. And she's like, you're not nice and runs away. And he's like, hey, I was just kidding. So it's not shifting based. Yeah. He's just a dickhead. Yeah, he's just a piece of shit. He's real sore about being named Never Doug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am the Never Doug. Sounds like the final boss. <laughs> they kind of was. They <laughs> also, so the mat. So the medicine. It seems very old, right? For the most yeah. part, it seems like just like old, like non-future medicine. Nothing yeah. is beeping until the shadow gloves. What is? It, what do they call them? Not the shadow gloves. Oh, the, the paper. The something glove. The the tissue gloves. Tissue gloves. They call like them. They're, like they're made out of human tissue or something. Is that what that meant? Because it looked like red rubber gloves. Yeah. But when he goes to put them on, they literally just play someone taking them off in reverse, so it's, it yeah. snaps yeah, onto it his just, hand. It's ridiculous. And the gloves allow Paul Winfield to just reach into a human body without having mm-hmm. to cut it open. To remove the godhead parasite that is living inside of this man. Because mm-hmm. he went fishing. Because he went fishing in a grotto, and they live in the grotto. It's so... There's so much happening. It's, it's so just... confusing. Also, there's a point where later on they find another... They, it's the same guy. They think they've saved him. They've removed this parasite, which by the parasite is like seven inches long. Yeah. It's yeah. big. It's about the size of a thundercloud sub. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's solid, right? <laughs> and they say later on he's back with symptoms of the Godhead thing again. And part of what it does is it goes up into your brain, it, it lays eggs, and then it takes over your brain and drag makes you go back to the water where it lives or whatever. Um, it's pretty cool. It's kind of the coolest thing in the movie, honestly. Pretty cool yeah. parasite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, they show up with the parasite. He's got more symptoms of the parasite. They thought they had fixed him, but they haven't. And uh, like part of it might have broken off and regenerated or whatever. And they lift up his shirt, and his stomach is like extended with the parasite. It's like moving around. You can visually see it. It's huge. It's his entire abdomen. And uh, he's like, give me the tissue gloves. But he doesn't know how to use the tissue gloves. And CCH Bounder tells him, like, you'll never be able to find it. I can see it from here. <laughs> I can see it from outside of his body. It's 20 pounds. Yeah. Um, also a weird choice for Paul Winfield to leave him in charge. He has to go, like, give like deliver two kids in a village nearby yeah. or whatever. He's off playing Dr. Huxtable for some reason. And he tells Instead him. Instead of like, sending the intern to do the easy job. Yeah, right. but when you know he doesn't know any of the shit. Like, he knows yeah. he can't use the tissue gloves. He doesn't know, like, any He's, of the... Anything about this planet and its weird, yeah, like, yeah. sociopathic uh, shapeshifter bothering him. Mm-hmm. Oh, and <laughs> him along with him. By the way, from an HR standpoint, their approach to onboarding him to the ways of this planet mm. is you'll see. Yeah, it's a lot of that. A, yeah. lot, of a lot of it. They'll say out. some weird thing and it'll be like, what? And they go, yeah, you'll, you'll see. see. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of that. Also, I like that Paul Woodfield's whole entire. So, he keeps offending Paul Winfield by talking about like, oh, I had to go to this armpit of the world. All these your people are so primitive, blah blah blah. He's a real dickhead. Or not? Yeah. He's a real kind of a racist dickhead. Yeah. Um, and every yeah. time he does, it's a complete like foot in his mouth moment too, where he's like, I imagine people on the dark side to be very primitive and maybe not great at medicine or whatever. And Paul Winfield's like, I'm from the dark side, sir. Like he's yeah. always one of those. But the entire way he uh, like jabs him back is to say Pork Avenue instead of Park Avenue. Mm. That's it. Yeah, Although, actually, that's not true. The one time I actually – the scene I really actually enjoyed is when they go see that mayor for a governor for the first time, the yeah. real effeminate, like, heavy guy in a corset. Yeah. He just starts, like, 
telling the governor all the shitty things that yes. the Driscoll Rampart. Driscoll Rampart. Driscoll Rampart. Driscoll that Rampart. name, it's so dumb. He just tells him all the shitty things he said about his people and his planet and all yeah. that shit. And he's like, I just, that made me laugh. What's weird about this movie is that, so it takes place in the future. They Very far bo- in the future. Bow and arrows that make laser noises. There's <laughs> a fish man running around. There's a shapeshifter. There's oh, all this weird dog shit people. happening. Don't forget the dog, the dog oh, people. The dog people. There's all this stuff happening. But it's so boring. Like, how it could this be very boring? boring? It like, is very boring. Well, this is so. This is the craziest setting. It reminded me a lot of uh, the Dark Tower. I don't know if you all ever read that. I have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It kind of reminded me of that a little bit. Uh, like no. trying to be that. Yeah. This yeah, yeah, felt. Yeah. This felt like ninety minutes of. It was like that game where you're like you let the neighbor kid's little sibling run the D and D game. <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're tired of hearing about it, and you're like, yeah, you can run the game this right, time. Yeah. And it burns itself out in 90 yeah. minutes, which is crazy shit. Nobody's paying attention to it. Everyone's just waiting for it to be over. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's kind of like when you were playing with like action figures as a kid and you had like all these different. Action, yeah. You had a Batman figures. and a G.I. Joe yeah. and a Star There's Wars a Barbie guy. doll in there for some yeah, reason. Yeah, yeah, and you're yeah, like, yeah. okay, that's just what this world fucking is. movie is. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, the princess of the dark side has like some weird. Symbol like she just went her... to Ash Wednesday. Yeah. At a prince concert. Yeah. She's got like, a weird like symbol on her forehead. Her was constantly bleeding or something yeah like, but black yeah. Yeah. yeah which yeah, is kind of hot I, they yeah, also keep <laughs> it's also weird because they keep their their i don't know i want to say like religion or whatever appears to be based on the two ladies yeah mm. they keep they all say things like i know it's true or the two ladies tell me or and whatever. they're like one's light and one's dark, dark. their sisters separated from the wall or whatever Gee, i wonder why they think that so so <laughs> dumb but then also the king of the dark side just has a Bible and is like way into that. Yeah. yeah. They, the guy, the, the lieutenant who tries him killed says like uh, he wanted to be crucified like in his favorite earth myth or whatever. It's like, I mean, look, I don't believe in that nonsense oh. either, but you're just one of those shitty atheists about it. Like, I don't need that. The 3058 <laughs> thing bothered me more than anything else. Because if it was 2058, I would have let a lot of things fly. But a thousand years into the 1060 Change. years yeah, yeah, yeah. into the future... He comes in and the the outgoing doctor assistant intern guy is like, I'm going back to New York. And he yeah. says, give my regards to Broadway. Broadway. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There's no way that why, colloquialism Why are you around. bringing out Uncle Irvin's favorite phrase? <laughs> it's so dumb. <laughs> a thousand years into the future. It's so dumb. And then also a weird moment when they go to – at one point he goes three months in. I witnessed my first execution. And uh, it's the – the people that killed the settlers in the beginning are being executed. <laughs> they get executed by like being eaten alive by dog people. It's yes. so weird. But at the execution, randomly, is just one 1930s reporter. That's did you see that guy? It's so funny, everybody. With a big yeah. fucking flashbulb on his camera. Like, where did... And he just runs. He takes a picture and runs away. And that is it. We never see him again. This will make the daily right. news. Yeah, 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 because, yeah. of course, they have a newspaper and not radio or television. It's so fucking weird. <laughs> it's such a weird choice. Yeah. I just... I They clearly are doing a lot of world building, but in ways where... you. you 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 don't want it's so weird because when you see stuff like that you don't think to yourself I wonder oh I wonder what that's about you just think why is this happening I have nothing had any internal logic no, to it. I watch this I watch a lot of these shows doing this podcast and I take a lot of notes my note this is the first time that my notes are predominantly questions <laughs> like there are very few statements there are just a lot of what like I don't like just very confused um, I did what, what did you like about it okay so I did actually like. Uh, Fishman Warden. Yeah, I liked him. I kind of like. I would have liked more 
CCH Pounder yeah. and the weird like kind of religion she's because like she's very much of the two ladies thing, and she talks about how her grandmother told me like because at one point the shapeshifter never Doug is having a some sort of weird shifter fever, yeah, and they have to he like he's gonna die if they don't cure him, and they have to cure him by going to the oh, the uh, the sea of tears, which is like this red ocean. Oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's this red ocean. They say rest of the planet. What they come, at one point Paul Winfield says that rest of the planet rest of that they're on is actually a sentient being. Yeah. And the red ocean is their is her they say is her blood and it breaks on the shores to the beats of her heart or whatever. Yeah. And they have to cry for Resta to give never back or whatever at the sea. And all that I get you it's dumb but like at least it's at least it's like mythical and yeah. weird and interesting. Whereas like there is also a part about like a peace accord between the dark and the light and don't give a shit about that. How about show me some of this war you keep talking about? They keep talking about the war. The only example of which is one dude, the doctor going back to New York, gets an arrow in his back. Yep. Uh and that's yeah. it. And he goes like duh, duh. he does he does say something about like uh, make sure Park Avenue knows my story or some bullshit like yeah. that. Oh my god, it's so it's very it's like Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves style dialed down. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. Oh, and down I also Thirty Second Street, best slice in the city. yeah, 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 yeah. I also liked, uh, and it's maybe the weirdest moment in the entire show. Of that saying something. Uh, at one point, Driscoll Rampart, huh. medicine asshole. <laughs> Uh, is in this bill is he's in the he's in the, the hospital and he sees this like black panther and he's like okay never oh, yeah. never shift back to the come on get back shift back to your regular shape this isn't funny and then he never's like I'm up here and it's like oh this is actually just a panther here and then Paul Winfield shows up and tells us it's something called like a uh, panthrax no it's almost like pubics it's not yeah. pubics pub pub puma or yeah it's they're some not... weird mix right yeah. uh, and they're enthralled by human voice so if I stop talking it might rip your throat out. Um, and he's kind of injured because the king shot it with an arrow some like some time ago, or whatever. And then out of nowhere, Paul Winfield <laughs> goes like he makes this weird. Yeah, he's like kind of staring, 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 breathing in deeply. And then he puts his hands up above his head, and this crazy noise comes out. It's like ah! noise comes out of his body, and he starts like <laughs> waving up and down like one of those inflatable guys at the car wash. Yeah, <laughs> and. That kills the panther somehow. Yeah, he has the ability. That so he learned this ability to like suck the life out of things, or shout, or, or scream the life, life out something. of something. This is one of the things I thought I was dreaming. Okay, that happened. No, that well, absolutely happened. And he then later does it again to the yeah. king because the king has a godhead in him that's too far advanced and it can't. He can't be saved. Yeah, he mercy whatever. kills the king of the yeah, dark. with I, that weird, that weird scream thing. And I was like, right. I, I don't know what this is, but it's some fun about Paul Winfield doing it. I mean, I, they lost the technology to slit throats apparently because like if you mercy kill somebody yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, why would you scream him to death when he could just like cut the jugular dude? well what I really liked about that part is when he's telling him like you know if I stop talking like it's gonna rip your throat out mm. but he does this really long pause oh, like yeah, he stops yeah, yeah, talking yeah, exactly. so it's like Absolutely. if I stop talking mm. <laughs> it'll kill yeah, yeah. you it's like wait why didn't it when you yeah, stopped yeah, talking yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so I like that 
What did you like? Is there anything you liked? Um, I liked the fish man. Uh, I just liked his voice. Did you like his weird relationship with the lady yeah, of did. the prison? Well, I did. Apparently, I did like you know, the, the whole she doesn't age thing. Did we cover that? She doesn't age. She's oh, immortal yeah. because, because fish man. Yeah. So she's been sentenced to immortality. She's been sentenced to 5,000 years in this prison. I kind of liked that. That was um, kind of a cool thing. And the way you are able to, and she's already been there for 500 years. Yeah. She has this really shitty conversation with Driscoll where she's like, do you even know what it's like to be immortal? <laughs> The first decade or two, you don't really think about it. And then when you're 60, you realize this isn't going to change or whatever. It's just really shitty. And yeah. he's like, I can't imagine. Um, <laughs> but she is made she is made immortal by an excretion of em- enzymes from the fish man. Yeah. And he, what Paul Winfield says initially is that it, it, out of his mouth into her mouth like a baby bird. And I was like, oh, that's real gross. Yeah. But it turns out to be even grosser because yeah. it's not just like a liquid, like a, a dick comes out of it. Yeah. Like there's a straight up dick that comes, like a weird dick, like a President Trump dick, but a dick that comes out of his mouth <laughs> that leaks this fluid like into. Green pre-cum. Yeah. It's disgusting. Disgusting. It's yeah. really gross. Um, now, we don't see that happen to her. We do see it happen to the lieutenant. There's a whole other thing happening where there's this lieutenant under the king on the dark side. But who he's is, like a knight, so why is he a lieutenant? Like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make sense. Also, he is trying to marry the king's daughter so yeah. that he can take over the kingdom right. after the king. But he here's what's dumb. He kills the king before he's married to the daughter. It doesn't yeah. make any sense. So, so like, work. it didn't work. And he's just, like, sent to jail. And they go, like, well, who's going to take me to jail? What guard will take me? And then the dog things come out that fucking well, yeah and then it's like people. the two guards we've seen in the movie yeah, the show two, the like, two. those two yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> thanks for pointing and we out. see him get oh the guards will that makes okay. a lot of that sense that makes sense that seems like their job so we see it happen to him luckily as opposed to seeing it happen to that woman who we do then see go have a nice beach day which is weird yeah yeah that was kind of strange that like they suddenly at the end like in the beginning they were like Oh, can you please take me outside just one last time? He's like, and he's, he's like, like, "No, oh, I cannot." You know, yeah, yeah. And then at the end, he, he goes, does. "My lady." He my said, lady. <laughs> And then at the end, he just does it for no reason. You're like, "What?" Just to wrap up that storyline, yeah. If he can call it a storyline, I don't know what's. Yeah, he gets to go. She gets to go to the Sea of Tears again, the Red Ocean, and like be in the water. And there's some people, yeah. but we also find out at one point that Akata, Paul Winfield, the doctor, the main doctor's character, has also done 20 years in the keep. Yep, and that's where he learned like doctoring. Yeah, I kind of wonder what he learned the scream. He learned the scream for sure. Um, But also, I think he learned like his how to be a doctor there, which is like that's a weird vocational choice that they have in this prison Mm because this prison also it's like a pit. Like this prison is like a dank, deep, fucking awful dungeon, but also has like training opportunities. It's yeah. about rehabilitation. The yeah. cells seem nice, like nicely appointed. Well, her for little, her, her she, I, I, it felt more like she had special treatment, right? Yeah, she like got he was keeping. For she got to play music, embezzlement, like, yeah. or insider trading, or well, something. But we don't. What She's is the she Martha Stewart she, of the planet? Allegedly. Like let loose some kind of plague on Earth. Oh, that yeah. They say she says something about. <laughs> it's like that. she yeah. says they think I'm responsible for the plague on Earth, and they it's such a throwaway line. It has not. It's there never, has been no mention of a plague on no. Earth, so you would think that would have come up at some point. No. Well, you'd think there'd be a couple plagues in 1,060 years. You know what I mean? That's the thing <laughs> that bothers me about them jumping. Oh God. Um, we. You know what else we haven't covered? And yeah. I'm sorry. I'm no, sure please. you do. There like is no. There is no. No hide nor hair to this making any sense, so please jump around wherever. So, 
the last piece of this stupid puzzle, if you've kept all 80 of these characters and <laughs> concepts in your head, is that somehow by resolving the dark side plot line, uh, Princess Michael Jackson jeans and <laughs> Dr. Quinn medicine asshole oh, they have a fall brief in love, lo- yeah. like kind of get kind of flirty with each other. And there's an, I think that's the implied love match that's going to keep this show on the road. Okay. Talk about the most unlikely and random, like... They make no sense together. She And he keeps like... He's just mean about even her side of the world. Yeah, he's like shitty her about face. Too, her face. Yeah. And she's like, it's not even like she's just from there and doesn't like it. It's her people. It's she's like the, the queen, queen at this point, right? Yeah, yeah it, she's real shitty about it. But also, he keeps saying things like... Um, He's like, like using vernacular that she doesn't understand. He's like, uh, you dip your toe in the water or whatever. And she's like, you talking riddles. And it's like, no, he's just yeah, saying. Your dad blatant. read the Bible. Yeah, yeah, how the fuck do you not understand? <laughs> For sure, that bothered me. The main character is so internally inconsistent. I think that is ultimately what sinks this whole experience is that he makes – zero sense and he vacillates all over the place from being sort of sympathetic because oh my dead wife to like hey i'm just doing all this for the lulls you know yeah and yeah yeah there's at one point when uh that when akata's off giving baby births he runs around the hospital looking for equipment or something yeah. and he goes into a room i don't remember what point it is in the movie the plot gets jumbled up he goes into a room and sees two cadavers okay i don't even remember this <laughs> i don't remember he that. reacts with abject horror <laughs> this trained doctor uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sees two perfectly clean well laid out yeah, yeah. you know dead bodies and just looks like he's seen oh yeah doesn't he faint he, oh, he, does. he does faint at the beginning yes. i forgot about that so Which, like is he a fraud is he really a doctor well, I like, well he's a he's just graduated medical school but he is also like when the the first thing that happens is that the previous doctor who gets the arrow is yeah. brought back in and they're trying to save him and uh he's just he's definitely like freezing and he's like, hold him down, hold him down. I need suction. I need suction. All, all of which is all very now medicine, mm-hmm. right? Like he, he gets the like if you ever watched ER or anything, the same kind of suction tube thing that you yep. would use there. But then the tissue gloves. I don't like Driscoll Rampart doesn't make any sense, and his change makes even less sense. Yeah, I didn't buy it. Man. What so, change? Well, here's my point. So Just his, his entire, attitude comes back. Yeah. Well, his entire time he's like this place sucks people are primitive i'm here for the fucking stories it's it's uh like if you're open a private practice any doctor worth his salt has spent some time on like the outskirts and has to come back with good stories or whatever yeah and uh then out of nowhere when the when never doug gets the weird shifter fever he's at the side of the ocean and he's like you don't believe this not like he's saying to her like you don't believe this like you're a nurse you're trained you can't believe this mythical shit or whatever and then he literally just like stops what he's saying and he goes no that boy has too much life left in him i have too much life left to live i will not let him die and then runs to the side of the ocean and starts screaming uh fucking whatever uh, you know come back never come back never or whatever at the ocean and then here's the weirdest choice to me that this entire show makes as a show he goes back home it ends right he's like yep. i did my time i did my whatever i'm going to open my practice 
I, he's like saying his goodbyes to the girls at the twins and never. And he's like, you know, it's I'm going to miss goodbye. you. It's yeah. a full yeah. fucking goodbye. He gives Akata one of his golf clubs for some reason, which mm-hmm. has never been brought up. It's not like Akata knows what golf is nope. or has he, mentioned he likes it. There's not a scene where they like bond over him teaching him golf. Nope. None of that happens. He was just holding it in the very first scene when he met him. So he gives it to him and he's like, ah, thanks. Yeah. That's his exact reaction. Yeah. Uh, I can hit things with this. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So then he goes back to New York. And then in VO, we get like him saying, I couldn't stop thinking about the people I'd grown to love. We never saw you grow to love any no. of these people. Yeah. You were dickheads the whole time. Just... And even if you did, unrequited, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You were just kind of a jerk. You fainted constantly. Uh, but also, and then like, he just comes back. Why That's would... how the show is going to restart. It doesn't make sense. Yeah, he could have just not left. Just not left. That's exactly my point. Like, it doesn't make any sense to have this moment where, like, he then come, he like has this show us him back in New York realizing he's yeah, more yeah. needed back home, have mm-hmm. some transition instead of just this literally 30-second change in voiceover which, and flashback. He, As the voiceover is going on, you get, like, glimpses of shit we've already seen, the princess, the whatever, the kids. It's such a bad choice. Because uh, once the, he goes, he says his goodbyes, I'm like, well, how the fuck is this a pilot? Like, the king's dead. They wrapped up who's in charge of his fucking death. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They got the peace accord between the light and the dark. He's back in New York. How is this a pilot? And right. what, it's almost like they were like, oh, fuck, we were making a pilot, not a movie. <laughs> uh, just bring him back, I guess. Just bring him back. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. It's, it's also, like, why would he want to go back? He doesn't he, like he, it. He does not like it. And he is not. I think it's, he just wants to bang the princess. The only thing I, can yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I honestly think that that was the whole poll I, yeah it's um mm. did, was there anything you liked Karina nope <laughs> <laughs> fair enough um I will say that the world is mostly in agreement with you yeah uh it was Francis Ford Coppola executive produced this god I it wonder what was, he thought when he saw it oh. I think there's think some weird. Saw it? There's some weird quotes here. I, I'll get to the. Hold on, let me go to the Wikipedia page real fast because it was uh, not received well. Uh, also, I like <laughs> Can the way. You imagine this. It was on TV, right? It aired on Fox. Yeah. Imagine also, this it aired with on... commercial breaks. Oh Jesus oh, Christ! Uh, trying to get in and out of that headspace. Yeah, you're actively looking forward to the commercial breaks. Also, wh- like Fox doesn't seem like the right network. Like everything about this just seems like a mistake from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, the other. Executive producer is Robert Halmy Sr., who I believe is like somebody. What did he do? Moby Dick in 99. Yeah, he did some stuff. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, I like the way this is phrased, though, on the Wikipedia page. It says, while expected to be well-received, the film instead garnered generally negative reception. <laughs> well, I assumed everybody expects their thing to be well-received. Like, no one's like making, oh, man, we're making a real piece of shit. Let's get this on yeah. TV. Um, but, there, yeah, there's a lot of... Uh, I'm trying to see where the, yeah, reception. Uh, also, the soundtrack's by Stuart Copeland. Yeah, I saw that. That's very bizarre. Yeah. Uh, it's described as curiously inept. Um, <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, is yeah. exactly right. Yeah, that's yeah. a good way to describe the whole production, I think. Yeah. Uh, New York Times says the film began with a shamelessly incredible premise, which takes off into a wholly unbelievable stratosphere. It's, often, it's described as often exacerbating. Um, he said – somebody here wrote where he – like I'm trying to find it. I think somebody said that they, there was parts they liked. Uh, Bruce Wagner was the, from the Chicago Tribune. Uh, no, Bruce Wagner joining forces with Francis Ford Coppola to create this. So I think Bruce Wagner's yeah, Bruce Wagner's a somewhat respected sci-fi novelist. Gotcha. Or at he least he wrote, was until this. <laughs> uh, Seriously. He wrote, The Wall Looks Hot. 
The stuff that we did looks great, but I wanted to keep it limited. I didn't care so much about it. I wanted to, which is not a great thing to say about your. I didn't care so much about it. I wanted to create a template for a pilot where things were more emotional. Says I love the stuff between Osh and Lady X. That's the walrus lady. Did you? He Mm. apparently. Mm. He loved that prison. I think he just wants to fuck a fish, (laughs) or he wants a fish to. Well, I'll I'll say this about it. I did like. The practical effects that they used, like I, I, I do, I have a soft spot for yes, watching movies where instead of like CGI or whatever, even if they just use like costumes or practical effects, even if it doesn't look super great, I kind of like, I like it. Yeah, I like well, knowing that someone like used their hands, hands to, to make, make a thing, and also like it's nostalgic for me. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that fish costume looked like any number of things I grew up it's watching. Like Dark Crystal for mm-hmm. sure. Uh, uh, they concluded the participation of Francis Ford Coppola and Robert Halmy Sr. as executive producers with Wagner, as well as a fine production team, still does not make this movie worth more than the 30 seconds it takes to watch one of Fox Probos for it. Um, wow. Yikes. Yeah, they really ripped it apart. Damn, uh, they complained about how illogical it was, with interstellar travel was commonplace, but also stagecoaches and horseback. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. Uh, did not, but also, it received a 1995 ASC Award nomination for Outstanding Achievement in Cinephotography in movies of the weeks or pilots, which what? is maybe the oh, most specific fucking Good award Lord. title I have ever heard the of. Movies of the weeks and or pilots, pilots are two things absolutely not known for no. cinematography. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, well, the ASC is like the American Society of Cinematographers. So but I know, but that's like, like that. They know that. That's not where the budget goes on a pilot. They're floating it. They're not going to spend. That's like them giving an award to themselves for putting up with a shitty job. <laughs> <laughs> Is there any... That's like an outstanding achievement. That's like, oh, you had the best set of the year at an open mic. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The thing about it is that, so I think what they were going for with the carriage stuff in the 1920s weird reporter showing up is is for us to watch and go, ooh, I wonder what this, whoa, why is this happening? Yeah, yeah, But like, yeah, yeah. you don't think that. You just go, this is stupid. Right. The, there's a little bit of a, I think the tone they were going for, and I can't put my finger on why, but I think they were going for an American Doctor Who kind of tone. Mm-hmm. That it's just batshit crazy, it's a little bit low rent, yeah, and yeah, nothing yeah. gets it's explained, got a little but it's to it. fun, but they left out the fun. Yeah. Yeah. There's no fun in is it. Is there any way you could see, like, what would, is there anything you would do that you think could fix this? Write a plot. Write a plot. No, yeah. I'm serious. If no, it's very incoherent. A, yeah, if yeah. this yeah. had a basic, simple, through-line plot, like, yeah. the world's most, it could have been the most cliche plot, all that other decorative shit would have suddenly felt cool. Right. And As it would have been like enjoyable confusing, to watch. yeah. But this had zero... Uh, yeah. plot structure to it. I would say shorten it because there's all this side stuff that we don't give a fuck about. Absolutely. Like, yeah, this does not need an hour and a half pilot. No, you also to... realize that means two hours on TV when it aired, right? This yeah. is like, with commercials. This is two hours. So I would say try to establish the uh, those main characters better instead of like those weird... I mean... Uh, what, what I think they should have done is just establish that, yeah, there's like this this weird royal intrigue going on or whatever, but like not really focus on it until later episodes because right. you're kind of like... Well, who is this person? Okay, and now they're dead. What? Well, uh, it, it makes okay. it really makes the that opening exposition voiceover where he's like, "It's the year three thousand forty nine, and blah blah blah, and we live in different stuff, and here's the regulators, and blah blah blah." 
it makes that feel so tacked on. Mm-hmm. It feels like they made this thing and then we're like, oh, this doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Yeah. Let's try to you know, and they set this up a little bit. Two expositions. They actually broke yeah. it up. There's one exposition about what the fuck the planet is with the light and the dark and the regulators. And then it kind of pauses, shows some scenery and stuff, and then goes back and he does another exposition to explain why he's there. Right. It's like, wow, if you need two of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. You're not doing good. Yeah. Th- yeah. But it, it, what's crazy is you say, you know, Dr. Quinn Medicine asshole. But that show would be a pretty solid setup for what this show would Absolutely. be like a like a you know what I mean like if this show is a, a doctor from Earth and my, it's futuristic whatever but he's put into a world he doesn't understand mm-hmm. but he has to use their medicine combined with our medicine to try to save people week to week we get a different example of that. That's they, a show. It I mean, might be not a so show that I want to watch, but it's a show. There's right. so many things they could have done. They could have played with the ambivalence of him being an asshole. Like, don't have the courage of those convictions. Play him like, is he going to join the light or the dark side? Is he going to be a good guy or a bad guy? Do the Battlestar Galactica thing with him for a while. Sure. You know, there's so many cliches that they could have pulled off the shelf, but they instead just wrote all the world and none of the plot. And that's why I feel like it was like a seven-year-old yeah, 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 running yeah, a yeah, D&D yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There is also a weird... The one thing I will say that I found kind of interesting... They 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 could have very easily done everyone in the dark is the bad, everyone in the light is the good, no. right? Yeah, they and they do don't do that. And that mm-hmm. to me is like at least interesting. Like the king of the dark side is about peace. Mm-hmm. The governor on the light side's kind of an asshole. Mm-hmm. There's a weird. There's a, we didn't mention this at all, but there's a very fucking weird line where they go to meet the governor for the first time, mm-hmm. where Paul Winfield tells uh, Driscoll that. Uh, He's like, you know, be careful. He's a dangerous man. And he goes, yeah. what? And he says, well, like anyone with a little power, he does enjoy killing. Yeah, he's got a real. What? He's got like, a real. He doesn't do it like, a lot at a high frequency, but he likes to kill sometimes. No, yeah. he's got a real like Queen of Hearts from Alice in Wonderland vibe going yeah, yeah, to yeah, him. Yeah. Like the Mad King kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was weird. Uh, anything you guys want to plug? I think we wrapped this up pretty good. I don't yeah. know if there's much else to talk about this weird ass show. It's just a weird ass show. Yeah. Uh, let me thank you. Can would you, you? Let me ask you this yeah. question. Would you? Sometimes I want to know. Would you recommend other people watch these? And now a lot of these pilots, they're not necessarily great. I've watched a few that I actually kind of liked that didn't go anywhere. But would you even like? Oh, you got to come over. We're getting high and we're watching this fucking thing because no, it's weird. Because it's not interesting. Weird. It's just dumb weird. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. a thing where you go like, "This is the weirdest shit you've ever seen." Right. You got to watch it again. Like I said earlier, it's it just it's just weird but boring weird. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those things where I think this is actually a great place to wind the conversation up. You know how sometimes people explain some strange, obscure movie they saw or whatever, and they're like, "It's so bad," and then they just drop so many details on you were like this sounds fucking awesome all those yeah, details yeah. that's so weird that sounds like the weirdest thing I've ever seen and then they end the conversation saying but seriously don't see it that conversation was more fun than watching the movie Right. that's exactly how I feel about this you had more fun listening to this episode than you could possibly ever have achieve watching, watching this. this thing for sure for yeah. sure so what do you guys want to plug um, I do. This a, should be out tomorrow. Okay, hell yeah. Um, I got a couple podcasts you can listen to. I do a, a one about philosophy. My friend Ben teaches me philosophy. If you go to ilearnnothing.com, it's on there. And then I do another podcast called The Lanalax Corporation that's very fun 
Uh, it's sort of an improvised um, Dungeons and Dragons meets Black Mirror kind of thing. It's hard to explain, but it's very fun. Yeah, you, it's definitely very fun. I really enjoy getting to do it every yeah. once in a while. Oh, yeah, I definitely want to yeah. do it again. It's uh, it's the opposite of what we just said. It is very weird, but you have to check. You have. <laughs> yeah, to see it's it. fucking weird, but yeah, I yeah, love yeah, it a lot. And it does have a plot. Every yeah, 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 it yeah, does, yeah, yeah. It has more of a plot than this fucking <laughs> show. I'll tell you that for sure. Yeah, things keep moving. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I also have podcasts. Oh, my God. Mm. What is up? Comedians with podcasts? 2018. Uh, Mine's called Thanks Academy, where I'm watching all the best picture winners of all time in random order, and I subject different people to them. It's very similar to this show, Mm -hmm. except with supposedly- Mostly watching good things? Supposedly (laughs) good art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It rarely is. um, (laughs) Yeah, you two, I think, have been the luckiest so far. Uh, Yeah. I did did West Side Story We watched On the Waterfront. Okay. Which is a solid flick. Right on. Yeah, it was really good. So anyway, uh, you can get that on any, just say it to a device and they'll start playing it for you. We're on every single platform, but That's we don't funny. have a website because why do you, why? Why would you? Yeah. Uh, I'm at Chris Cubis on all social media, so follow me there. If you like the show, please rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. Leave us a little review and a five-star uh rating it really really helps us we have the patreon going we just uploaded two new patreon bonus episodes where i watched who i watched the owl with uh mike mccray the owl is adrian paul from the highlander series okay doing Ooh. a weird vigilante thing in the 90s but turns out he's also maybe part owl i can't even describe it and then <laughs> uh yeah it's it's fucking you'd love it actually you yeah, kind of like it I've, you, you awesome. kind of like it okay. uh so check those out uh i've got a bunch of dates up on because so go to that if you're in austin the sting is the first wednesday of the month definitely come check me out there uh, and i'm headlining cap city i think the last week of the month i'll just i just booked it so i'll update it on the website soon and we will see you back next week with martha kelly and more bunheads